the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. When we look elsewhere in the Bible, we see that the sixth commandment includes kind of a, a broader moral responsibility. And it's a broader responsibility to preserve life, to preserve our own life and the lives of others. And that's really the, the spirit of the sixth commandment. The sixth commandment is about preserving life our own life, and the life of others. Is the Sixth Commandment really as simple as, do not kill? In today's message, Pastor Dan will show listeners that we have a moral responsibility that stretches beyond the act of murder. We know that God looks at the heart. Jesus made this clear during his time on earth. Is your heart one that promotes life? The Lord wants to rid your heart of all malice, anger, and envy. He wants to use you as a vessel to bring more lives to know Him. How can you guard your heart from evil intentions today? Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Exodus chapter 20 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. chapter 20. We're going to look at a bunch of different verses. So I'm not even going to tell you where we're going to go. So I'll just, it's just too many. <laughs> okay, so Luke and Matthew will be a couple places we go to. Uh, the rest are pretty close to Exodus 20. So Exodus 20, and let me pray for us and then we'll get into the word together. Uh, Lord, we thank you so much for your word. And Lord, we thank you that it's alive and it's powerful and it's sharper than a two-edged sword. We thank you for the way that you speak to us out of it every time we open it. I pray and ask, Lord, that you would open our eyes and our ears and our hearts to your word. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So I just want to begin by reading through the Ten Commandments uh, in chapter 20, beginning in verse 2 where it says, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. You shall have no other gods before me. That's commandment number one. You shall not make for yourself a carved image, any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. That's commandment number two. You shall not bow down to them nor serve them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children to the third and fourth generations of those who hate me, but showing mercy to thousands, to those who love me and keep my commandments. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. That's commandment number three. For the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. That's commandment number four. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. 
But the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord your God. In it you shall do no work, you nor your son, nor your daughter, nor your male servant, nor your female servant, nor your cattle, nor your stranger who is within your gates. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them, and rested the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. Honor your father and your mother, that's the fifth commandment, that your days may be long upon the land which the Lord your God is giving you. You shall not murder, that's the sixth commandment. You shall not commit adultery, that's the seventh. You shall not steal, that's the eighth. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor, that's the ninth commandment. You shall not covet your neighbor's house, you shall not covet your neighbor's wife nor his male servant, nor his female servant, nor his ox, nor his donkey, nor anything that is your neighbor's. That's the 10th commandment. We will look at the 6th commandment in verse 13. You shall not murder. Uh, If you have the old King James Bible, it says you shall not kill, uh, which is uh, an unfortunate translation. The word there in Hebrew, it means murder. Uh, There are many other words in the Old Testament for killing, but the word that is used here is for murder. You shall not murder. The sixth commandment is the shortest of the Ten Commandments. Uh, It's four words in English. It's only two words in the original Hebrew, Uh, and it's written to individuals. This is not really said uh, to the nation as a whole. He's not saying, you know, you all shall not murder. He's speaking to individuals, each person, you individually, you shall not murder. You have a responsibility here, a commandment to you. If there is one commandment of the Ten Commandments that everyone agrees on, it's probably this one. You shall not murder. If you went out into the streets uh, and just asked random people walking by, do you think murder is wrong? I I believe everyone would say, yes, murder is wrong, at least in a general sense, maybe not once you define what the Bible means by murder. You might lose some people there over what God considers murder. But generally speaking, everyone believes murder is wrong. Now, it's interesting to me that God has to tell us not to murder. That he has to actually state this in his law, and it's one of the top ten. I'd like to think that God doesn't need to tell us not to murder each other. I'd like to think that that is obvious enough. It goes without saying, of course we shouldn't murder. You don't need to make that a law, God. We know that one. But God does put it in his law, and he makes it one of his top ten laws. He writes it in stone because God knows our hearts. He knows the inclination of our heart is toward murder. That's why it's in the law. You know, he doesn't say anywhere in his law, don't eat earthworms. Or don't try to swim with a cinder block tied around your neck. And he doesn't write those things in his law because we're not inclined to eat earthworms. 
And we're not inclined to try to swim with a cinder block tied around our neck. So he doesn't need to tell us that. We don't need a law for that. It's not an issue for us. So he doesn't put that in his law. But, but we are inclined to murder. Murder is an issue. That's why God gave the sixth commandment. Now, what is, what is murder? Let's define murder. What is it? Murder is the unlawful killing of a human life. The unlawful killing of a human life. Now, I intentionally use the words unlawful and human in that definition. Murder is the unlawful killing of a human life. So killing an animal is not murder. Killing a tree or a plant is not murder. Humans and animals are not equal. They're not the same. They're not in the same category. So killing an animal is not murder. Only humans can be murdered. Sometimes people protest the killing of animals for food or, or protest hunting or protest the eating of meat. And they say, eating meat is murder. I have a good friend who loves to barbecue. Uh, he even has entered into barbecue competitions in the past. And he has a t-shirt that says, eating meat is murder. Tasty, tasty murder. (laughs) Killing an animal for food, eating meat, hunting, fishing is not murder. The sixth commandment does not apply to killing animals. Uh, Back in Genesis, you don't have to turn there, but Genesis chapter 9, after the flood, God said to Noah, Genesis chapter 9, verse 3, Every moving thing that lives shall be food for you. I have given you all things, even as the green herb. So now, after the flood, man was allowed to eat meat. Every living thing was food for man. When we get into the law of Moses, Leviticus chapter 11 tells us specifically which types of animals the Israelites were allowed to eat, which animals were considered clean, which animals were considered unclean, Under the law. Uh, So it doesn't apply to animals. Murder is the unlawful killing of a human life. I say the unlawful killing. uh, And I'm speaking of God's law. Not the law of the land. Or the laws of the United States. Or the U.S. Constitution. God will judge us by his word. The Bible. And so I say unlawful killing because some killing is lawful according to the scriptures. There are times when killing someone is permitted or necessary. For example, the Bible says it is lawful to kill someone in self-defense. Killing in self-defense is not prohibited by the sixth commandment. You're in Exodus chapter 20. Look over in chapter 22. Verse 2, chapter 22, verse 2. If the thief is found breaking in, so if someone is breaking into your home 
and he is struck so that he dies, there shall be no guilt for his bloodshed. Okay, so, you know, somebody breaks into your house in the middle of the night and you strike them and kill them. There's no guilt for his bloodshed. Now, again, this is God's law. This is not state law. I'm just telling you what God's law says. Look at verse 3. But if the sun has risen on him, and the idea here is you've caught the guy in the act, there shall be guilt for his bloodshed. He should make full restitution. If he has nothing, then he shall be sold for his theft. So if you catch the guy, you're not allowed to kill him after you catch him. Killing him is not necessary at that point. He needs to just make restitution for what he stole. But killing is permitted in the case of self-defense to preserve your own life and the life of your family. We'll return to Pastor Dan's message in just a moment. First, Pastor Dan would like to tell you about the new Calvary Chapel Ellicott City app. We recently launched an app for our church and we're really excited about it. It's designed to keep you connected to our radio ministry, Ring of Truth, as well as to our church, Calvary Chapel. And get this, we have over 1,200 sermons on the app. The app is super convenient, it's easy to use, and allows you to listen to Bible studies anytime, anywhere. So download the app right now, search for Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in your app store, or just follow the links on our website at calvaryec.com. What a great way to stay connected to Scripture. Now, back to today's message on Ring of Truth. The Sixth Commandment does not prohibit killing in a war. Uh, We might say a, a legal war. And we certainly see in the Bible, in both the Old Testament and the New Testament, God ordaining war. And we see God commanding Israel to go to war. We see God giving Israel victories in war. God used Israel to bring judgment upon the Canaanite nations. Right? He said because of their iniquity. And God, we know, the word tells us, God judges nations morally. And God sometimes will use another nation to bring judgment on a nation. God used the Israelites to bring judgment on the Canaanite nations because of their iniquity and their immorality. They were, uh, they, they were beyond, you know, any hope of redemption. And so God brought judgment upon them. Uh, so killing in a time of war is not a violation of the sixth commandment. It's not, it's not murder to kill in, in a war. Uh, in the Gospels. Uh, When Jesus encountered a centurion, a Roman officer, he didn't condemn him for being a soldier in the military. He didn't say, well, resign from the army, then I'll help you. In fact, in the book of Acts, in Acts chapter 10, it's a Roman centurion uh, who's the first Gentile converted to Christianity. Cornelius. A Roman army soldier is the first Gentile convert. Roman centurions are always looked upon favorably in the New Testament. And so God permits killing in times of war and and military conflict. Uh, The sixth commandment also does not prohibit capital punishment by the government. A verse, if you're taking notes, Romans chapter 13, verse 4. Romans chapter 13, verse 4. There it says, speaking of 
government officials, government authorities, for he is God's minister to you for good. But if you do evil, be afraid, for he does not bear the sword in vain, for he is God's minister and avenger to execute wrath on him who practices evil. And so sometimes uh, the government must implement capital punishment to preserve human life. Uh, Sometimes police officers have to use deadly force to preserve human life. Just as it says here in verse 4 of Romans 13, they are an avenger to execute wrath on him who practices evil. So they're, they're God's ministers, it says. So, so the sixth commandment does not prohibit, you know, these kinds of killings, self-defense, capital punishment, wartime killings. That's, that's not murder. The sixth commandment doesn't apply to those. With all the commandments, we want to look at, at everything the Bible says uh, about that commandment to understand kind of the full meaning of the commandment. And when we look elsewhere in the Bible, we see that the sixth commandment includes kind of a, a broader moral responsibility. And it's a broader responsibility to preserve life, to preserve our own life and the lives of others. And that's really the, the spirit of the sixth commandment. The sixth commandment is about preserving life, our own life and the life of of others. I'll give you a couple of examples for you. If you look over in chapter 21, chapter 21, verse 28, what it says, if an ox gores a man or a woman to death, then the ox shall surely be stoned to death and its flesh shall not be eaten, but the owner of the ox shall be Acquitted. So, you know, this is just a, a, an unfortunate tragedy. You've got this ox that you use for your fields, to plow your fields, and, you know, something happens one day and it gores someone with its horn, that person dies. Well, then you destroy the ox because it's, it's a, a killer, right? So you kill the ox now. But the owner is not responsible uh, for that. Verse 29, look at verse 29. But if the ox tended to thrust with its horn in times past, and it has been made known to his owner, and he has not kept it confined, so that it has killed a man or a woman, the ox shall be stoned, and its owner also shall be put to death. So you got this ox, you know that it has a tendency to attack people, you know this thing is dangerous around people, and you don't take the necessary steps to confine that beast, and it kills someone, you're put to death, which is the punishment for murder in the law. And so you're held responsible for your own negligence. Your own willful negligence. You endangered the lives of other people with this ox. You knew the thing was dangerous and you didn't do anything about it. And so you're held responsible for your own willful negligence. Now, how does this apply to us practically today? Probably, I'm guessing, no one here owns an ox that is a, is a, a killer ox, right? And you're concerned about it 
attacking people. Well, the principle here with this commandment is, does our negligence or recklessness endanger the lives of others? Does our negligence or our recklessness endanger the lives of others? Let me give you a real world example. If I text and drive at the same time, then I'm endangering my own life and I'm endangering the lives of others. And and we know this. I'm putting myself at risk. I'm putting others at risk. If I drive aggressively, I'm endangering lives by my actions. And so I'm guilty of breaking the spirit of the sixth commandment because the spirit is preserve life, protect life. And I'm I'm doing actions that are endangering lives. Again, the sixth commandment implies a a preserving and protecting of life and doing everything in your power to preserve and protect human life. Now, I'm going to give you another example here. Turn over to Deuteronomy chapter 22. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. It's the fifth book in your Bible. Deuteronomy 22. Again, the spirit of this law is I need to do everything in my power to protect and preserve human life. Here in Deuteronomy chapter 22, verse 8. When you build a new house, then you shall make a railing for your roof. That you may not bring guilt of bloodshed on your household if anyone falls from it. In the Middle East in those days, and even still in much of the Middle East, they had flat roofs. They didn't have air conditioning in the house. And so it would get very hot in the house. And so you would go up on the roof and you could catch the breeze coming off the Mediterranean Sea. And it was cooler up on the roof. So people would have a flat roof. You would have a sitting area up there, maybe a table where you would eat. And so we're told here the command is when you build a house, make sure you put a railing around the top of your roof so that no one can fall off and die from falling off your your roof. And so... You have this responsibility now. We have similar laws about putting a fence around your pool. If you have a pool in your backyard, you got to fence it up so no one can fall into your pool and drown. There's a responsibility that comes with that. If you decide maybe to save a little bit of money, I'm not going to put a railing around the roof. I don't think I need it. Or you got a railing up there that's all dilapidated, needs to be repaired. It couldn't, you know, hold a feather back or anything like that. And someone goes up on your roof and they fall off your roof because there's no railing. Well, you couldn't say, well, it's not my fault they fell off the roof. They should have paid attention to where they were going. Well, they got too close to the edge. That's their own fault. No, it is your fault. It is your fault because you didn't put up a railing to protect them. Again, this is the spirit of the commandment here. You you are responsible to do everything in your power to protect and preserve life, including putting up a railing on your roof so nobody falls off. So if you don't do that, you're guilty of their bloodshed if they fall and die. So again, you do everything in your power to preserve and protect human life. Do you remember the parable that Jesus told of the Good Samaritan. It's over in Luke chapter 10. If you'd like to turn there with me, if not, you can just listen. Luke chapter 10. Remember, this is when the uh, lawyer comes to Jesus 
and he asked the question, who is my neighbor? He asked me how I know, and I say, bring truer than the finest crystal. Thank you for making Ring of Truth a part of your day today. Tuning out the world and tuning into Scripture gives life a whole new meaning. While the Word of God may feel like a whole bunch of do's and don'ts, it also offers love, grace, mercy, and forgiveness that only Jesus can give. Pastor Dan Sexton has been teaching through a series that ultimately sets parameters and safeguards for those who choose to follow Jesus. Did we pique your curiosity? We hope so. If you'd like to hear more from Pastor Dan Sexton, please visit our website, calvaryec.com. There are loads more messages for you to listen to. Find out more about Ring of Truth and the church behind it while you're there. The About tab at the top of the page will fill you in. If you enjoy connecting through social media, then don't forget about our podcast. It can be found on iTunes as well. In addition, you can find us on Facebook. Are you a part of a church? If not, we invite you to join ours. Sunday service times can be found at calvaryec.com. We'd love to meet you and worship Jesus together. Our live stream is available for those of you not close enough to attend in person. We believe that time spent in God's Word is time well spent. There are numerous other ways to get involved with what's happening here at Ring of Truth, such as, well, why don't you just see for yourself under the Serve tab at calvaryec.com. We're out of time for today, but thanks for listening to Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that craft and am what I know because I know His voice. And it only takes willingness and a conscious choice. You need not guess there's a ring of truth that is unmistakable. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.